You know, uh, on the same subject, you know, over at this college over here, you know, they have a art show right now, and mm -hmm. we had to go look at it during our color theory thing, and I really like this professor that does the art uh, gallery stuff. His name's Ed. Okay. But, um, you know, it was a very political piece. You know, it was like um, there was this uh, big tablet, and you'd walk up to it, and you'd see the victims of these, these students in Mexico, and they were all basically killed because for whatever reason, when you walk up to it, you know, it scans your face and it, it matches your face against all the people that are missing. And we all know that they're not missing, they're Is dead. Is that what it was doing? Yeah. I couldn't even tell when I went and saw that. Oh, you saw that? Okay. Yeah, I, I did go to that. that I saw show, that. Yeah. And so what happens is some students in Mexico, they were, you know, depending on whose side you listen to, they were um, trying to, you know, buck the, I don't know if it was the mob, I don't know what it was, but they got called out on and they all went into a bus and they basically were probably killed. Yeah. Um, but they're missing. But they're missing, yeah. And so this little thing, it looks at each person's face and it, and it, you know, face recognizes them and then it looks at the people that are missing trying to match to see if that, so sort of this sort of, it's kind of pretty or beautiful or sad. I totally didn't get that that's what it was doing. It, yeah. it scanned a woman's face for me. And it, yes. So. And so it's, it's even though, even though we all know that they're not going to come back, it's forever searching for these missing yeah. students. And um, and then, I don't know, there's another thing in another room where they have a, a bunch of uh, classified documents on the wall. And then there's another place where they talk about what goes through a person's mind when they're waiting to go through TSA. So it's all this politically driven. You got so much more out of that show well, than I did. Because I was there with the with Ed, who's oh, who's explaining this yeah. to you. Okay. And then yeah. I went there on the opening night, and I, I was literally trying to figure oh, out what a lot of this was. I sat for the movie about three times that they had playing, and right, I, that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved the tempo of the music, but I, I did not understand <laughs> what the what it was trying to say to me. So, like when I saw that, I thought to myself, "Is this art?" Mm -hmm. I thought, "Is is this art, or is this artists using?" Since politics are so hot right now, are they using political things to show, hey, I'm an artist? Well, we've done that throughout time. Mm -hmm. I mean, pol politics has always been a huge um, hot button for art. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it was just uh, the kings getting their uh, picture painted. Okay. I mean, because right. they were the, the only people who were rich enough to be able to afford these giant paintings. Right. Um, or whether it was propaganda for various rulers right. to try and control the crowds. I mean, that's all art. Now, why is that art? Like, the, the, year, the year that my son was five years old, whoever was the president, they had a photograph done by some photographer. Mm -hmm. Why is the president's photograph art? Why is my son's school picture not art? Or is, are they both art? I think they're both art. Mm -hmm. I think art is, is a loose enough... Um, let, let, me, let, me, let me think about this for a second. So. Everything has potential to be art. Yeah. But you need to have a thought and a process behind it. And I guess this is back to the, the fine art discussion. Uh -huh. This is what I'm realizing yeah. is what separates fine art from regular art. Okay. Is that there's a, a thought to it, there's a process put into it, and then there's a, an execution of, of this idea. So in okay. a lot of the times, the actual physical, physical thing that it ends up being is only part of what makes it art. Okay. It's a previous part, the thought, it's, it's, the... it's a lot of the, that thought that goes into it 
um, ends up being part of the art. And especially when you start talking about conceptual things, mm -hmm. because obviously the word conceptual kind of means it, it came from the mind. Right. So that is the, the discussion of, of how, how something even got to be to this point and mm -hmm. the reason that this is here. Like, okay, yeah. right there, um, the reason that you got more out of that one piece in the, in the show yeah. is because you understood more of the backstory to it. Yeah. Whereas it just scanned my face and showed a picture of a woman. I was yes. just insulted by it. <laughs> I was like looking in a mirror and like, do I have physical features that resemble? Wow, I guess I do. And so that really wasn't art to me. Uh -huh. But then you describing it and, yeah. and, and then bringing it into this, basically it's a never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. We know that we're not gonna get anything out of it, but yet it brings attention to this cause of them constantly searching for something. It brings attention to this violence that obviously happened to these people. Right. And that kind of becomes the art. It's interesting. That's the art. So, like, so if I, if we, like, I, I, I have a different concept of art, um, and I'm trying to learn this, you know. But like, if I were to say to you, look around here at all these cars. Go ahead and look around here. Is there any car that stands out to you? Not your own car, but is there any car that you just that either you are well, disgusted Sam, my, my by? My car does does disgust me and stand out. So, <laughs> well, go go beyond that. Is there any other car that? See, and this is this is funny that you mentioned this yeah. because cars as art was a huge hot uh, button topic in our conceptual class. Oh, okay. Because How so? well, because we had Oscar in it, and Oscar only likes to shoot cars. Oh, I, if he's I not, didn't realize. If he's not okay. shooting half naked ladies, he likes to shoot cars. Okay. So um, he was constantly telling the teacher that cars are art. Okay. And the teacher would respond in saying that a car is built to be a car. It, there's no other thought beyond it. You can probably turn a car into art, but you would have to apply more thought away from it being a car mm -hmm. before it becomes art. Okay. So in other words, if something is made to be used, yeah. it, it's not art. It's okay. just a mass produced item. It's an object for use. It's an object use. for use. Okay. And so in that respect, uh, we, we learned in this class, according to Justin Cole, yeah. our teacher, that that's not art. Okay. Art needs to be something um, representative, something beyond what it was intended for, mm -hmm. because the thought going into it is really part of the art. Okay. So, therefore, car shows are not art galleries, because right. car shows are just displaying how how painterly a car could be. Right. You know, you can you can be you can be beautiful. You can be something that can be appreciated. Right. But until you're something beyond what you are, you're not art. Well, let's say you're at the Getty. Okay. And you're looking at what is supposedly art. <laughs> and you just see some photograph or yes. a piece of furniture, whatever it is that, that you like. Okay. Could, could that happen to you? Could you walk into a gallery of images? Say there's 20 images here. Would you be gravitated towards one or another photograph? Oh, always. Oh. There's, if but, there's a group of images, I will always be gravitated towards one okay. over the other. So let's imagine that happened. Okay. But what if you don't know the backstory behind that? Well, that's what those little uh, little blurbs are for. Right. I mean, granted, I feel like I'm the only one ever reading those things. In the, in well, the... So you read all the blurbs. Is that going to change your ideal of what it is? It can. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say it will. So art is not necessarily aesthetic. No, not necessarily. But see, art art is also personal. And that's what's, mm -hmm. what's weird. And that's why I kind of am against a group of people 
being the elitists mm -hmm. who now decide that this is high art and this is low art mm -hmm. and you know the, the ranking of, of how artistic this is mm -hmm. and that's why I will never completely mm -hmm. buy into this as the truth as the truth uh -huh. because oh I'm creative enough that you could point out anything and I could th I can point out something that's going to counter that that's neat um I yeah if I've I've always been able to. It's... Make a good lawyer. <laughs> yep, that's what my grandfather told me. <laughs> he still tells me that. I, I bullshit like the best of them. Well, it's not bullshit. That's oh. just that's logic, isn't it? It kind I mean, of is. Yeah. Bullshit because you're just you're countering for the sake of countering because you can. Hmm. It it is bullshit. But it's not necessarily, in my opinion, that's not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, aren't you? Oh, bullshit's not always negative. But I mean, countering because aren't you? Um, it, doesn't it give you more information well, about the thing you're looking at? It depends on the intention for the countering. If oh, I'm okay. countering for the sake of, the, of just, just to being the opposite, somebody. And just okay. to aggravate somebody, okay. then yes. Right. But you should question it. Isn't countering questioning? Well, questioning is also part of art. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's art is a conversation that always should be taking place. Right. Right. So, so, so you... You're making tinfoil things. It's <laughs> aggravating. <laughs> now here you are, like a year later, what change what made you say well there's something to this um probably his acceptance of me as a person so because this instructor because he accepted me and he was willing to continue the conversation more yeah. as as an equal level yeah instead of no you're wrong i'm right right it it changes my my perception i guess of of how well I take the conversations that we have now. So, so. And because of that, no. I'm letting the conversation absorb a little more into it, and I'm probably applying it to my own definitions in my head, and it just, it, it naturally evolves. Okay. I, I'm always open minded. But is there any, but is there, but I, I couldn't convince you of a thing that wasn't true if just because I'm nice to you or just because I like you. No, but you might, but. But because I, we like each other yeah, now, yeah. the conversations are more civil. Because the conversations are more civil, yeah. um, we're both a little more accepting what the other person has to say. Mm -hmm. And we not necessarily are going to change our opinion, but we're open to the ideas and seeing how that applies with your own, your own belief system. Right. So, so that still doesn't describe why... Fine art is actually a thing, right? It's, it's a, that it's real. That's what I'm really asking. Why is fine art a real thing? Because you didn't really think that. You didn't really know. Again, fine art is real because yeah. enough people believe it's real. It's kind of a Santa Claus theory. So, I mean, generally, <laughs> in, in general, most of the time, the masses believe okay. in, a, in a mediocrity. What about not this? A, yeah. why, is, why is money worth what it's worth? Money's worthless, if you ask me. It, money is worthless, yeah. if you ask. Well, okay, yeah. but money, but enough people accept that it's worth a certain amount. Still doesn't make it worth something. It, it doesn't, but no. it, it kind of does How? because enough people are doing it. If enough people buy into something, then it becomes true for those people. If you're one out of a billion okay, so, people, so, you, so that's so you're saying that art is true because enough people believe in it. Fine art is true because enough people believe in it. True for who? The people that believe in it, or the people that? Or is it just literally true? It's, it's kind of like if enough people believe in it, yeah. it just becomes a thing that's accepted by society, whether or not you agree with it. Right. So if enough people believe that you could breathe 
100% fumes from that motorcycle pipe, then it'll be true. If we could just go do that, we would not die. Well, you're talking about something that can be measured scientifically versus yeah. something that's more, um, that isn't. So you can scientifically measure right. the, the, whether fumes are affecting you. Okay. You can't measure the value of something that is an opinion. So you have to have enough people that are respected mm -hmm. raise this thing beyond. I'm not even saying I buy into this 100%. <laughs> I'm just saying I accept it as something that is, is out there because that's how it is. But that's, that's how fine the finance society that. I is. I get that, but that's sort of like saying that this thing exists because a bunch of people believe it. Which is why it's fun to make fun of them and go in there and go in there with this but idea. But you say them. I thought you believed it. No. I, I, okay. It's not that I believe it. Yeah. I accept that it's out there. Okay. But you knew that before you took the class. You knew that there's people that believe in fine art. You knew that. Yes, but I, I didn't realize it was going to be as fun to infiltrate these, these things <laughs> and uh, act like I'm a stuffed shirt and uh, see if I can oh, sell so you're playing a both 25. Sides of this thing. Of course. <laughs> like any good lawyer would, right? <laughs> of course I'm going to play both sides. I don't have to understand why they're giving me $25,000 for a print as long mm. as they do so. Okay, so then, so then that's. So then if you get in that game, then you can go basically do arts and crafts in your garage and make a fortune. And just as long as you get the right people saying that you're and, doing the right thing. And if then... they don't catch it, see, if they catch me saying this already, I'm out. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it, cause it's, it's a game for them. It really is. Don't they need this? Don't they need this validation? Probably. What? And then that probably has a lot to do with it, actually. Because they need to stay in that upper echelon of hoity-toity art critic guys. Will time have the final answer on whether they are actually creating art or not? I I believe time has the final answer to everything, yeah. but I also believe that that just is because everything's going to blow up in the, a giant fireball eventually. And, <laughs> and but if that is at, the true one art right. <laughs> that all of us cannot avoid. If you look at things, paintings from, say, the Renaissance period, yeah. were there Renaissance painters who actually turned out to be just amazing, like, you know, Rembrandt, and but they're not named Rembrandt, mm -hmm. and then and then now we see it and we like, realize, oh my God, there's this other artist who was good too. Or was Rembrandt so sort of, you know, dialed in there and sort of snuggling in his little... Well, I mean, if you look at it like that, I think a lot of the people that became the best artists back then were yeah. the people who, who just did it and did nothing but that. So we might have had a Rembrandt out there, but mm -hmm. nothing of his survived, so we don't have any any visualization of that. Right. But Rembrandt's stuff did survive. Right. And as a matter of fact, I just went to the Getty and saw all the Rembrandt stuff they have out oh. there, all his drawings and sketches. How was that? It was. It, it's always fun. Yeah. Although I do I do play a game at the Getty that. What's that? Um, I take pictures of the pictures and the art, and then I just throw meme stuff or like emoticons <laughs> on them and turn them into memes. And, and what is that going like your daily feed or something like that or? Yeah, I've, I've put mm -hmm. it on. I can show you a couple on. Uh, it was on my daily feed on my Instagram, but now that Instagram backs all that up. Oh, they do now. Yeah, they do. Oh, is that so that in case uh, some government wants to see if somebody was elected um, wrongly or something? Like I didn't that, think or? of it like that, but now that's scary. So yeah, thank you for putting that paranoia in my head. <laughs> So just something stupid like putting a penguin on top of a, a portrait. I'm having a very interesting conversation. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
We're not very intelligent, but we're having an interesting conversation. No, no it's, it's very intelligent, very interesting. Uh, thank you. And by the way, uh, there's two lawyers in my family, my dad and my twin brother. Mm -hmm. And as, as you know, lawyers practice law, not justice. Yep, that's very true. <laughs> yep. Oh, 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 trust me, I know that. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Are you a lawyer? No. People say it would make a great lawyer, yes. He would, wouldn't he? Why don't you pursue it? Because it's another five years that would be out of my life, and I just don't have another five years in me to change my career completely. What do you do? Are you an artist? I'm a photographer. So, yes, I like to consider myself an artist. Which is which is the stronger characteristics of you? Being an attorney, being objective, or what you're doing? I honestly think I can probably apply all of that into everything of what I do into whatever I'm doing. So if I was a lawyer, I would be a very artistic lawyer. But as an artist, I'm a very bullshitty, <laughs> lawyer-esque artist. <laughs> Why do you say bullshitty? Why? Well, because we're talking about me wanting to infiltrate the, the higher <laughs> echelon of art. You have to be very bullshitty. You have right. to play the game. You have that There's wonderful characteristic about you. You know, like I... I was this guy that I, I had some, some success in photography with uh, the skateboarding stuff just because of who I was shooting. Uh -huh. And then so I decided, well, I'm going to start taking classes and just, you know, and I realized, oh, God, you know, I got so much to learn. And, and so I'm in this institution, and then you come along, like near the end, really. And like, and there's like a picture of you in the Last Supper on the wall on the thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I, what I would say to people is that Dave, you know, is a force. You know, like I feel like you could do anything you wanted to do. I think if you have an interest in it, I think you could get it done. And I personally. think that, that that's probably just it, so, is that my interest waned, and that's probably why I've changed careers so many freaking times in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I need something artistic to, because it's so, there's so many aspects of art mm -hmm. that as soon as I get bored with one thing, I just mm -hmm. move on to another aspect. And hey, I'm still an artist. Right. So right. I guess that's so why. So Renaissance deal. Yeah. A little bit. So if I see, I'm not going to be alive forever, but if I see you in 10 years, are you going to be making pottery or something like that? Tell me about how Long Beach University has got the greatest pottery. No, I don't think so. No? I don't. Well, first of all, I love the temperament to, to do pottery. <laughs> um, that takes a lot more skill than it looks. Really? Yeah, okay. it really does. Um, I may, I may it's change. It's very intelligent comedy. He's <laughs> a very intelligent comedy. He's great, huh? Yeah, yeah. Both, yeah. Of, you, both of you are. Oh. You're asking very intelligent questions. He's coming up with, with um, very interesting thought-provoking answers. Right. He's a great person to have a conversation with. I, I appreciate I, I'm that. A, I'm an old guy, and I took I'm a, an old guy, too. I took a I'm class. older than you are. No, I don't think so. But we, I took a class over here at this college, and he happened to be there. And we have conversations in between classes just like this. So, I, so I got, I'm recording us talking about this just for other people who have interest in photography or, or lawyering. <laughs> you know, the BS part, right? The BS part, yeah. The BS part. Arguing, cross-examining, negotiating. <laughs> all, the, all the BS. Well, yeah. that's how you get paid for your work. I mean, you, right. got, you have to convince the person who wants to buy your, your print that it is worth that. Right, right. And... I'm finding different ways to do that now. Right. Like a lot of the times now, especially on my Instagram, I realize nobody's going to appreciate my um, composition, or um, not composition, um, composites until they see the before. Interesting. So, so the process. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to yeah. say that I have, 
I, I don't think I could record myself doing the process because the process, first of all, takes way longer than it should. Right. I'm still working on making that a little more reasonable time-wise. Okay. But um, at the very least, the before and after, I think, makes a huge difference. Right. Like, I, I did the print from last year's WonderCon um, last week of... Um, Batman and Catwoman. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. Did you see? Did yeah. you see? It looked I, like you had shot that in a studio or something. Exactly. Yeah. But then, did you see that I put a before and after? No, I don't next? think I saw okay, that. Okay, well, let me show you that. Yeah, let me see. Because I got more responses from that after I put the before and after. Because they just didn't know, I guess, how much to appreciate what I did. So there's the before. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right? And there's the after. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, it was 10 hours of editing. Yeah. So, um... But not only 10 hours, but you knew what you were doing when you were doing it. Actually, but see, that's just it. I really didn't. Oh, so you kind when of it comes to stuff like that, set off for this I course. I kind of, I, I, that to me is the mm -hmm. most artistic part of, of it when I do my photoshopping, mm -hmm. because I will start to build around the image. So I had that shot. That's actually two shots that I um, stitched together, because mm -hmm. um, I wanted that that thing can print, I think, up to 40 inches now. Oh, so you want some resolution? Then. I want resolution. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's a huge, huge, I think, three gig file. Right. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no. That's awesome. Um, yeah, my computer started kind of crapping out on me <laughs> towards the end of me editing it. That's usually when I realize, okay, it's time to almost be done You're with this photo. The edge, the, because the, the computer just cannot process anymore on wow. top of that. That's amazing. Because I do that non-destructive. Yeah, sure. So sure. you can see go the beginning. And, yeah, you can right. go back and change something. Yeah. And um, that's, that's part of my cool. process. That's cool. But um, so as I'm doing that, I'm, I start with the picture. As you can see, it's definitely in the noon sun, well, so yeah. there's some hot spots. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so I need to have neon in there to... to so you got that light direction. I, I put, yeah, to get the light direction to, to show... That would be... That, and that right. puts it more in the, real, the realism. In an indoor so, world, Yeah. that would be the equivalent. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so... Um, because I wanted it to be at night. Yes. So you can't have sun hot spots at night. Right. So I have a giant neon sign that they're right next to. Yep. So that it, the spill is the, the source sense. of light. And But this is what I'm doing. As, and I'm going through this and I'm like, okay, now I need to add this. Now I need to add this. It's like a puzzle you're working on backwards. It is. It is. And that's really why I like this because mm -hmm. it's just, it's that, well, first of all, it keeps my brain active. Yes. I'm always looking for anything that's going to keep my brain active. Yes. And that's usually what... Um, the first thing that makes me hate a job is the repetitiveness, instant, the repetitiveness, the instant I am not thinking or don't have the opportunity to think beyond the parameters of what I'm given. Mm -hmm. That's it when I get feel bored. Good. It, do, it doesn't. Uh -huh. Right, right. And I'm realizing this about myself, and right. I think because of that, I'm actually making better life decisions. <laughs> right, right. In that I want to be a photographer. Right, sure, sure. Yeah. You're a good abstract thinker. Yeah? Yes. Thinker. Thank you. Yeah, he is. I try to be. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, he's an intelligent guy. Intelligent, but you also not just have intelligence, but you put a thing together and you have drive. If you want it, if you're interested. Yes, in it. if I'm interested. If, yeah. Otherwise, I can I can be very lazy. Mm -hmm. If you want someday, I'll I'll invite you over on a lazy day, and you can just see how <laughs> inactive I am completely. And I mean, uh -huh. I I can laze with the best of them. <laughs> I'm not really that young, but thank you. I'm 37. You're young. I'm That's younger, young. maybe, than you guys, but... How old are you? How old are you? I'm 54. I'm older than you are. I'm 55. <laughs> okay. 55, one year. Yeah. You guys are in a peer group, though. Yeah. So I like that. That's interesting. Um, you're, you made a career change. You switched to this. You're doing the photography. Um, you're 
this wheel thing sort of got you sort of solidified. You're kind of yes. This this uh, well, our new uh, thephotoshop.org. Right. It, sh it should be up there, so you can feel free to promote that. You're about to upgrade uh, a bunch of gear. I'm about to upgrade my gear. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then what's that, the end game? The what's the end game on that? They upgrade the gear, and then, then what type of photography would you like to produce? I to make am money now out? able to do all the composite stuff that I want to do. Like right now, I again, I went back to WonderCon. <laughs> I'm going to talk a lot about WonderCon because yeah. I just got through that this week. Yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah. But um, I was shooting with my crop camera that's like about six, seven years old. Right. My crop frame camera. Yeah. It's a Nikon D5200. I love that thing to death. I actually went out and bought um, a Prime 50 for it. Nice. Because, A, the Prime 50 is always cheap. And yeah. uh, you bought a 50, uh, like a, a well, full frame or a crop I, frame? I, I bought a full frame one. Yeah, so because, you can use it on your... Because I wanted to shoot more portrait, and when you put a full frame on a crop frame, it yeah. bumps it up. About so it was about like yeah. 65, yeah. which right. is closer to the 85 I wanted. Right. So... Right. Um, that's how I looked at that. Sure. And you can also use it on a, when you get your Sony, you can use that same lens on the Sony. Yeah, I can, because yeah. it's just going to be, what, a $5 ring? Mm -hmm. um, yep. Although the Sony has a 50 for 100 bucks. Oh, that's that, so cheap. That supposedly is so good. Oh, okay. It's so good okay. that I actually talked to Lisa Scarcy. Yeah. Because she she's making the switch. I think she said she made the switch because I was talking up Sony so much. Oh, uh-huh. And um, I showed her that they have, for 300 bucks, yeah. you can get a 50 and an 85 uh, millimeter prime. Really? And that alone is insane. Yeah, because I mean, my, my 85 Nikon was like, I want to say 600 bucks, and I got it used. Yeah. Yeah. The 80, 85, yeah, I think the one I was looking at, I don't think it was probably, as you probably got a 1.4. I was thinking looking at a 1.8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, uh, that's how much I'm, I'm into photography now. Right. Now we can start talking lenses, and you tell me how much yours is, I yeah. can tell you what it, what it is was. because I've been shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm realizing the differences between the prices of the 1.8, the 1.4, the 2.2s. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. They have different characteristics. They do. They do yeah. have different characteristics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing about the Sony is, like, I just need that body. Because I'll just rent the lenses as the jobs come up. Well, sure. I'll get my, my two basic lenses for 300 bucks on top of that. Yeah. And then anything else I need beyond that, I'll rent. Put it in your uh, on your list. Exactly. You know, all the stuff you got to rent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm contemplating of maybe getting a little, um, getting a pro photo kit too. Mm -hmm. Why pro photo? Probably because I've just used it so much, and um, so you know it. I know it, and I I I know the the specifications of, of how to shoot around that a little better um, than say something that's a little less powerful. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I uh, was speaking to one of the best. Photographers, uh, a guy named Ray Zimmerman, and yeah, uh, I, I know Ray. I work oh, with Ray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about light. Yeah. We're we're at this combi contest a couple weeks ago. He's gonna he's gonna do one of these too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And um, he was talking about Jamie. You know Jamie Hernandez? I know the name, but yeah. So he did a lot of assisting for him, and yeah. Um, Jamie has everything. Jamie has every light you can think of. Like if Ray needs lights, he can just go to Jamie and. Doesn't I mean it could be a six thousand dollars setup, a twenty thousand dollars. He's got everything, and Jamie's asking Ray, "Should I get this Godox stuff?" You know, and Ray's like, "Why?" You know, you have all these other things, you know. But that but lighting has kind of changed, you know, in that in that a lot of people that have been working a long time, they're actually beginning to question things like Profoto and and uh, all the standards because of not needing as much voltage. Number one, mm -hmm. 
Um, and then some of the stuff on these cheaper lights just work better. Than, oh, I'm not opposed to cheaper lights. Yeah. Dude, I still have my $20 lights, yeah. my um, little LEDs right. that I I just bought uh, backup batteries for because mm -hmm. I use them so much. Right. And I've taken those on sets. And if I just need to fill in a little one, I put yeah. a little screw and handle on it and right. just kind of put it right next to the model. Right. I'm not opposed to using cheap lights at all. But but I'm not even saying cheap. I'm saying that some of these, Ray and I were talking about this, some of these Godox are actually outperforming Profoto. But, yeah. again, yeah. A lot of what I'm trying to do right now is sell an image. No, I know. And so you can't you need, show up you with... need the pro photo, right. if anything, because that is what's recognized as what professionals use. So Today, the more professional your equipment looks, yeah. that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the name. You're not paying for it to work any better. Depends on the client. I think I think you're going to see that change. I think you're going to see. I mean, you're you're talking about going Sony. Yeah. People would have never done that. There's still still a lot of people that never will. Yeah. And so. But I can also back up against any of those people that will argue with you why not to go against it. I can argue very easily why but, you should. But that, but again, but still perceptually, if I'm going to hire you and you're on the Sony and I believe photography is Nikon or Canon, I'm not going to hire you. True, but I'm not going to hire you. Which is your excuse for the okay. pro photo thing. No. Isn't it? No, not really. Okay. Because the person who's now arguing Nikon versus Canon versus yeah. Sony, yeah. that's a photographer. They're not going to hire me. I'm not going after them. I'm going after clients that our businesses they're not going to know the difference of that but they're going to they're going to recognize that uh -huh. other photographers yep. have brought like the the professional lighting i think more so more so than more the, so Nikon than the, or the Nikon. Canon? and yes because i don't think we bring that argument with us on jobs if there's a client that's like oh the last oh, photographer if there's a client that, if there's a client that the uh sorry i just hit the mic <laughs> that's all right if there's a client that the last photographer informed them and instructed them on that there is an argument between nikon or sony or canon yeah then that's not the job that's not what you're supposed to be doing for a client but you just said that they're going to do that with your pro photo system i'm saying uh -huh. that if i have the top of the line the, see a client's going to know buzzwords Okay. A client's not necessarily going to know Canon versus Sony, mm -hmm. but a client's going to know a giant nice lens yeah. and professional looking um, lighting mm -hmm. is going to make it's going to be it's going to show that they're in a, a different level. So, mm -hmm. I could probably even convince my crop camera as long as the images that come out of it yeah. are good. Sure. Uh, is is good to do, yeah. but I, I guess what I'm saying is I've seen like some cheap lighting that looks like it's plastic, that looks like it's shaky. Yes, and a lot of the Godox is that exactly. Like that. Yeah, and that for a, a high-end client, it's going to make you look like you're you're less than you are. You right. get the actual professional-looking stuff like that, and you know how to use it. Like, but like wouldn't, you the, wouldn't you already be there? Is my question. Wouldn't you already be there? Like, you already have the job. So you're saying that lighting's going to mean they're not going to hire you again? Cause, cause no, like, no, let's, no, no. Okay, I, like, I'm not even saying yeah. that that's necessarily going to do, going to be like that. But right. it, it paints a picture of me being, being more than I am if I'm using the high-end equipment. I mean, even though... Really? Well, that's interesting. I mean, because I've, I've been hired for things and... People normally hire me on what you said the first, when we first sat down, the three things. Mm -hmm. Like they like me, they think, they, maybe they've seen something I produced and they like what it is. Uh -huh. 
and they've and I've no I've I've got some friends that have been shot their whole lives, and they don't really. Okay, let's look yeah. at it this way. Yeah. Remember Mike Cologne and his story? Mike Cologne. Mike Cologne was, was the wedding photographer. Uh, oh yeah, I never, I never got to take his class. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I never did either. Yeah. But I know enough of his shtick <laughs> from other people who've taken his class. Yeah. And he's the guy who went in there one day yeah. and just added a zero or two to his price. Sure. And I heard because, that about him. because of that, people now started to look at him differently. Higher end people started hiring him because he's now more expensive, so he must be the best. It's all about selling that image. Now, if he were to go in there mm-hmm. with two little um, uh, young Nuo <laughs> yeah. Japanese uh, LED panel lights, right. it doesn't have the same look uh, for this persona that he's, he's right that he's making for himself. I understand that part, but but like for instance, there's this uh, new, the very latest version of this Godox 600. I don't I don't own it, but all the reviews are saying that it actually has higher accuracy in color than Profoto. And it, well, only, it only costs I like still, 600 bucks. I still might look into that yeah. in addition. But um, as a matter of fact, I might, I'm might. i going to look at that today. I did not yeah. hear that. Oh, yeah. No, but, they're, um, they're testing back to back. It's got higher. You shoot the thing, it's going to shoot higher accuracy than Profoto. It's just like Profoto, and it's got built-in wife, uh, radio. and But and it's got high-speed sync and all the different things. Mm-hmm. But they all all these things, all the those functions, functions of these knockoffs are beginning to surpass... You know, these other companies because these companies can basically piggyback on the technology. They steal everything that Profoto spent all the years. That's so true about everything. Like uh, even um, there's nothing to do with photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does a little bit with mine as Lego. Hmm. There are a bunch of Chinese knockoffs that Hmm. make additional um, figures that Lego has never made. Really? Like for Marvel and DC. Yeah. So there's a bunch of them, and probably within the last year. Yeah they've reached a certain point where some of the knockoffs are like just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. It, like they, they designed um, pieces that have never existed mm-hmm. in within Lego mm-hmm. and, and you're getting them for five bucks a, a figure. Wow. And it's just the so fact that they could do that. Yeah. That. Wow. So, I mean, I, I understand that as a concept, I guess kind of like the same reason I started with Nikon. Yeah. That's just what I grew up hearing. So you know that, that that's the it, higher end. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, in my mind, that that always influenced me, and if I'm going to try for people, I guess maybe it's even a reflection of me using a pro photo in front of them makes me feel more like I'm go. that person, right? Sure. And therefore, I could sell that persona to them a lot easier. Sure. Maybe, I don't know. Make more money. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And so that's Absolutely. how I'm looking at it. I'm not even saying that that's going to be the thing that's going to make or break me. Right. Because if it were the case, then we would just all buy pro photo. We'd exactly. be working like crazy. Dude, I've done shots with flashlights. Yeah. And made really cool shots with, mm-hmm. with flashlights mm-hmm. uh, lighting. So, I mean, I, I understand what to do with lighting. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you're in a, a situation um, and maybe you're not even the only photographer. Yeah. But what if you're the only one who has this kit, this pro photo kit? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you now look more professional than all the other photographers in the thing. To people that don't know photography. To people that don't know photography. Yeah. But it's, it's all about selling to people who don't know photography. If I had to sell to people who, who knew photography, that would have a completely different way of going about it. It depends. I mean, it depends. You might get work from photographers. Well, that is, I mean, that is true. I do also. Yeah. Okay. I do. Um, so if you're the guy going in there with the $6 billion Zeiss glass to shoot the prom picture. Okay. Well, then look at it this way, yeah. too. I also digitech for photographers. Yeah. Why would you hire me if I had the same lights as you? Or, you know, hire yeah. me because I have the better equipment. I would hire the guy that could 
set the light correct, you know, I mean... Um, well, that's the right answer, but yeah. not everybody thinks that way. But it's the bottom line because, you know, that's one, That's that was like my, one of my uh, things I took from that school is that uh, was... Did you ever get a class with Fulton? Rick? No. I, was, I know of him, but I yeah. never had a class with him. And it, it, the greatest thing he ever said was that, and it just blew, it just, it just took people out of the water. Okay. Which was that photography has nothing to do with glass or bodies. Mm -hmm. I remember Grace used to say, if you marry the marry the glass, date the body. Did you ever hear that one? No, but that's funny. It's kind of true, because bodies change and bodies glass doesn't. doesn't change. Yeah, but um, anyways, um, he said it's nothing to do with that. He said it's just about light, and people were just so fucking pissed off. They were so bummed out on there. Well, like that, honestly, that's what Will says. That's exactly, and that's the. What Isn't I, that true though? It, it's so true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Because, and that's the reason that I don't mind if I don't have a, a camera on me. I will use my phone. Right. Because I... You'll find better light than most people. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all about how you go about framing the picture, yeah. how you position the light against what you're shooting. Yep. That's what, what matters. Right. I, heck, in some of my composites, you can't even tell, but I've thrown images off of my phone into, into that. To augment the thing. To, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like, I, I took a picture of the way the clouds were one day. Right. Well, because they're so moody, I'm like, that's going to be the background of something mm. down the line. Right, you knew you'd need that. So I mean, granted, I, stock granted I have a phone that can shoot raw. Right. <laughs> so right. that's right. important for me because... Sure. But even if it didn't shoot raw, I bet you could find a way to finesse I, it. I did and I have. Yeah, so yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, that's another thing. Photoshop now can finesse uh, JPEGs pretty good too. Right, right. Which they couldn't do before. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's so so many JPEGs that are fine. I, I've shot very important things before and mistakenly had it on JPEG. <laughs> um, I shot my final one semester because I did not, I rented the camera and uh -huh. I did not check. You forgot it to switch it JPEG, over. <laughs> so I spent a good hour and a half trying to figure out how I could make that JPEG look really, really nice because I had to print it big. This is yeah. for one of Cliff's class. You're I think one that we were that. in together, actually. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was polishing that turd. <laughs> <laughs> Just making it as nice and shiny and as unturned like as I possibly could. I bet and you did a good job. I did you okay. Always, you always did beautiful work. I did okay.